This is a Wizards Nightshirt Podcast, episode 90. Welcome to the Wizards Nightshirt. This is episode number 90. I'm Scott, and here with me, our glass dome machine repairman, Will. Oh, you gotta bang out the corners here, make a nice dome. Make a nice dome for you. Yes. And Lieutenant Horde Inspector, Rebecca. This whole camp's getting shut down. Uh, at the Wizard's Nightshirt, we're revisiting He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princess of Power. Today, we're reviewing She-Ra, Season 1, Episode 13, King Miro's Journey. Uh, air date was September 24th, 1985. And in this episode, Adam introduces Adora to her grandfather, and a horde inspector traps them inside a glass dome. Ha! The Whispering Woods cannot be penetrated. Don't you think we've tried? Yes, but there is another way. If we can't get in, then the next best thing is to keep them from getting out. A crystal dome. <laughs> it's all in the same day. It's yeah. A, it's a great American novel. It is. I like how Grandpa came into existence. <laughs> or how, 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 we, how we found out about him. You know, you know that's probably a good time to talk about. Usually at this point, we'll talk about like why we're uh, going back and looking at this one from the lightning rounds. We didn't touch on this as much. I know King Le- King Miro's kind of a big deal in the He-Man lore. Like they played with him in the 2002 series and the classics edition and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think we we did not give a full review to his first introduction in He-Man, which I think was like Search for the Past or something. Where they, uh, King Randor goes looking for his father, okay. King Miro. Yeah, and he was like held hostage by the Enchantress or something. Yeah, yeah he tried to. Okay, he tried to steal her, her, her apple pie. Or okay, something. oh, that sounds like a <laughs> yeah. good story too. Yeah. Okay. It was it was resting on the windowsill and he stole it and then he was in in entrapped. Okay. Okay, he was entrapped. <laughs> I thought yes, there's a word for that. I can't remember. <laughs> So, uh, so then uh, he goes and wonders, wonders the land like kung fu while he lets uh, Randor remain king, right? So that's his deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he, he gets untrapped. Okay, yeah. Important yeah. note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, yeah and then he comes back and he's like, uh, yeah, uh, Randor is already king, I think, at the time. <laughs> he's like, well, you have to do something else. Yeah, king, it's like, king, you're taken. done. <laughs> Kings, everybody calls king all the time. You can be jester or you can just roam <laughs> the land. And then Oracle's <laughs> okay. like, what? <laughs> fine, I'll roam the land. Yeah, we have many fine sad. jobs for you, like uh, uh, a man at arms or a uh, captain of the guard or royal jester. He's like, I'd rather sh- wander the land with <laughs> not a penny to my name. No, thank you. Yeah, but he still needs some stuff to do, which is why he shows up in this episode. Yeah, he's still around. Mm-hmm. He'll show up when he needs to, when he's most needed. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe Miro could use um, a hobby in his retirement, like solving mysteries, because when the episode opens, he is hanging around a museum, <laughs> like the the gallery of kingly paintings, um, where some Eternian kid is on a field trip. Who's this? 
Ah, now, now that is King Miro. King Miro, Randor's father, first disappeared when Prince Adam was only a child. And that made me think about field trips that I used to take when I was in school, because this kid was really, really jacked up about mm-hmm. King Miro and the portraits. Like, mm-hmm. he was excited. And I don't ever remember being that excited about field trips, even though they were great. Did you ever go on a good field trip a or good, a bad one? A good field trip. Yeah, was oh. there ever one that was, that was different than boring? So so I, I, I was just talking to somebody about this because somebody else went to a place around here that does this. It's a, like colonial things that you do. And, oh, that um, sounds good. Uh, so, so we used <laughs> to go to a place called Hale Farm. It's, I think it's part of the Cleveland Metro Parks area. You know, it's like okay. whatever. But it's like all, you know, 1800s, you know, they you go there, you churn some butter. Oh yeah. You go see the goats, you go see they have live animals there. It's a it's like a working farm and everything like that. I distinctly remember though, I liked making candles. Mm-hmm. Cuz you could make candle, you made you made some candles there and then you gave them to your mom and she was real excited about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was pretty pretty boring. Um, a lot of the kids did not enjoy it. And it was about fun for about, you know, a half an hour. And then after that, you're like, you're there for like four or five hours. And you're like, okay, we need to go. <laughs> Can't we go back to school? Oh, I get it. I've seen the loom enough. <laughs> the loom. There's not much going on except the loom. But have you churned butter? Yes, we just did that. <laughs> oh, no, wait. The, you, you spin cotton into string and all that stuff, too. It's like everything they just like... feels slow here. I, actually, I've got, a, I've got an interesting take on this. I don't, I'm not thinking about a field trip that I took, but my mom was a teacher, mm-hmm. and she took her class on... An interesting field trip uh, that sounds boring, except for the hilarious, awful details. She took them on a field trip to uh, one of the students' dad's farms to sort of see what it was like. We're going to farm. You look at the animals and stuff. And when she gets there, he's like really uh, annoyed and irritable. He's like, is that today? Ugh. And she's like, uh, I guess we could turn the whole school bus around. And then he's like, well, it's just that... Uh, I just fell off the tractor and I broke my arm. <laughs> and she's like, it's like, okay, well. Like literally yeah, just broke just his arm. just broke his arm. And he's standing there, you know, with his arm hanging or whatever. Like, just broke my arm. She's like, well, okay, well, obviously it's not a good. I was like, oh, you're here now. Let's go. Let's get it done. I'll just get it slung <laughs> yeah. up. Don't worry. That's crazy. Yeah. And so uh, I don't think there was uh, much more to it except that she had to uncomfortably, um, let him shepherd the kids around, I guess, with like pain sweats going down his face. And so, anyway, good education. That was a good we education. all learned a lot from that. Yeah, like don't be a farmer because <laughs> you can't go fix your broken arm for yeah. a while. He's like, I got some horse, horse tranquilizers here. I'm good. Rekka, <laughs> <laughs> anything more edifying from your life? No. Can we please learn something from this discussion? I just have a a memory of being completely uh, enraged on a a little kid field trip one time because I feel that my answer that I gave when I was participating in the field trip Mm -hmm. man's questions, Mm -hmm. I feel that it wasn't properly appreciated. 
Okay. It really annoyed me. Let's hear it. So we were in an olden times place. Of course. Yes. As you go on the 1800s, field you're talking about? I believe. Like that sort of? I think. Prehistoric. Prehistoric. So this yeah, would have been. Prehistoric. They all dress as dinosaurs. So this would have been late 1700s, but yes, because I mean, he lived into the 1800s. Okay. Okay. This was a Blunt Mansion. Uh, in, in Knoxville. So William Blunt was the first governor of Tennessee. I think. I don't remember. It's fine. But um, they have his home preserved. And uh -huh. so, like, of course, that's where second graders are dying to go. And here's and, his corpse. <laughs> <laughs> An old-timey governor's mansion, which is just like a small house, like, on a street. Like, you just walk and right by. And were there creepy dolls in it? Probably. Okay. Maybe not. But, like, you know, the docent was explaining things to children at whatever level he thinks children will understand mm -hmm. at, which is actually more this boring. This is a corpse, children. <laughs> <laughs> it is preserved. <laughs> Y'all, I know you've never been to Blunt Mansion, but there are no corpses there. That you know of. We are legally obligated to say there are no corpses at Blunt Mansion when Rebecca was there. <laughs> <laughs> There's fixing to be a corpse in this room. <laughs> we will invite the neighborhood children to come over and watch. <clears throat> anyway, so the man was telling us very boring facts about Blunt Mansion because it's boring uh -huh. and you're a child. And he had just told us how at the time um, everyone used to push their furniture against the wall when it wasn't in use. Yeah, and, and so they I've showed heard us that. so they showed us this like look and then here you can see the chairs are pushed against the wall until they need to be used. Mm -hmm. And then later in like the same room, the man says and you'll notice there are no closets in the room. This is a really enrapturing tour, by the way. You'll notice there are no closets in this room. As we're all very, very, very uh -huh. interested. Yes, in this. I had noticed. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. Yeah. Thank God. Where do they store in. their clothes or corpses? Yes. So, and he was like, "Does anybody want to tell me why you think there are no closets? You know, here in this in, uh -huh. you know, in these homes at the time. They're in the Schiffer robe." <laughs> they, they did have a shiffer rope. Uh. See, my brilliant answer, which I was like using my little head, I was like, well, because they couldn't have a closet because they couldn't have opened the doors because they pushed all their furniture against the wall. Which I think this That's is a, a very practical look, thing to consider. This is a great A answer. Like, I offered it. I raised my hand on the field trip. You know how bad it is to have to participate on a field trip where like you're like, you know, you have to be the nerd. And he was like, no, it was because of the heat. It was easier to heat. And I'm like, what the heck kind of answer is that? Like, even What's easier grade, to heat? The closets are easier well, to like, heat? Well, like, closet space was, like, inefficient, wasted space. And so, like, their rooms were small, and it was easier to heat that way. First of all, those two answers aren't mutually exclusive. Well, that's how I would agree. And, 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 and then, second of all, he needs to be prepared that if you're inviting children to give answers, you've got to be able to find a way to guide their response and to the direction conversation supposed you to gotta, go. You got a yes and on a field yeah, trip. Yeah, there you go. You can't know actually. That's the worst thing to do to yeah. a young child who just volunteered an answer. And I can say this because well, I Well, yeah, taught. or you say, yeah, that that was a very, that's a very good answer. But actually, right? No, <laughs> you just but actually. <laughs> but I didn't say no, though. Oh, yeah, he said yes, but actually. That counts. Yes, but actually is a perfectly acceptable pedagogical technique. <laughs> Yes, but, but I mean, actually, you 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 reinforce uh, that they that was a good answer, yeah. and you're like, that makes sense, True. you know. That mm -hmm. was, and then and then you take them down a notch. Yeah. 
Yeah, so anyway, the Blood Mansion, that's what I <laughs> You guys all go to the museums and everything like that? Like you go to the art museum? Like, is there any like weird place you went to that wasn't normal uh, for a field trip? I, I don't really think so, because it was all just the olden days place, mm -hmm. the Museum of Appalachia. We went to a lot of Native American things where I grew up. Yeah, I guess I, I'm not from the South. Did, did you guys go to art museums too, or no? Not really? Mm. Natural History Museums? We don't have those. We went to like <laughs> refuges and yeah, we don't have those. <laughs> no, I mean like like yeah, like uh yeah, natural history museum or anything like that or not. Art? You mean like Whitland? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Carving you out a good walking stick? <laughs> that would be all right. Yeah. Other times you go to broke the broken arm farms. <laughs> Did you guys have like a science center or anything? No, but I appreciate your concern. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm just trying to think of other other places that kids would go. It's not like a water park or anything. Oh to like well, the water oh, park. okay. Oak Ridge had a, like a science museum, so that was an option. But I don't think I ever went to that one. And of course, because it was in Oak Ridge, that was where the atomic bomb was developed. <laughs> so, Manhattan Project was developed there. They built. They they built bombing bombing things there. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, they built they built the stuff. <laughs> it's creepy, but yes, right in my backyard. Not like literally, but almost. It would. They weren't like they didn't bring the nuclear stuff there. They, they so. did. Oh, did they? they okay, did. all right, all right. It was very security ish. That's why you can't yell into Rebecca's shoulder where her other <laughs> ear is located. <laughs> <laughs> it's very intense for her. She she has shoulder ear syndrome. It made me an X man. Shut up. <laughs> she can double here. <laughs> before your paintings of all the kings to rule Eternia before King Randor, King Eldon the Wise, King Volnar the Bold, King Freenorn the Strong. Talk about King Miro's. All right, field trip. Well, so that's why we brought up field trips is because it was a. So, have you ever had a creepy uncle come in out of the, out of the shadows <laughs> and be like, "I've been here all day waiting yeah. for you, so that I could say that I'm King Miro." <laughs> it really was very sad when you knew that the old man who was standing there in the museum next to his own portrait was <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe he needs some more things to do. Oh yeah. Who are you to criticize King Miro? Who else but King Miro? Oh, Your Majesty. I mean, Your, your Highness. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I had no idea. And uh, like Rebecca was saying, they get to uh, King Miro, and just then we see this very conspicuous figure skulking <laughs> in the shadows. And he's he's so conspicuous, he has a giant plume sticking out of his hat just mm -hmm. to make sure you see him. And I wonder if... He does this every day. Yes, <laughs> just waiting. He definitely yeah. does. Well, and you you would think that the they they call him docents, right? Do you think he just know? I mean, you would think he would know him by then if he was like there every he day. He has done this before. Yeah, yeah. Oh look, how surprising is King Nero? Uh, <laughs> and the kid also. It is Thursday, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I didn't I'm just here for the grilled cheese. It bears mentioning that the kid is wearing a uh, pink leotard and tights with a belt. Not a great look. <laughs> he picked out his own clothes. Give him a break. <laughs> I'm not. He clearly did. He's stylish for his age. So is King Miro living on like 
museum refreshments. Rat, rat turds, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like they have like, well, they have like little crackers and museum wine, and he's just like been living on that for like three months. Does that happen? Yeah, like cheeses. And do they have, do they have museum wine? Yeah, all there's the like time? museum food. Yeah, like once a week, maybe. You can't live <laughs> off of that. Gotta make that stretch. Oh, yeah, that's true. Make a stretch. Yeah. That's only for like openings. Like for like, you know, show openings. Look, we discussed. I don't go to museum. I hadn't been to a museum in a while. <laughs> maybe you should go more often. They, they usually don't have food there because they, the <laughs> they, they don't want the kids smearing food on 200 year old paintings. <laughs> I'm here for the buffet. <laughs> the museum buffet. That museum's got a good buffet out here. Yeah. That's a good idea, actually. Museum buffet. No, but that would get that would get people to go. A different kind of people. Yeah. Are you hungry for knowledge? We have <laughs> nope. No, I am not. <laughs> I do want that giant buffet over there though. <laughs> it works for the casino. Miro says slot machines in the museum also. So you can like look at a painting and then be like, okay, let's see if this is a lucky painting, and then you do the slot machine and then you're like, oh. And then you can hit the buffet. It would be good, it would be like Van Gogh, Van Gogh. Picasso. Could have won. Could have won. Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa. And then like, it's, you know, ding, 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 ding. And then it would be a ticket for a free, free buffet. Yeah, or a free museum appetizer, which they also have. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't get so close to, <laughs> to the paintings with your museum appetizer. I was like, where can I throw this little red stick that I just ate cheese its own? You know what I'm mean, a little snack pack. Mm -hmm. That's not important. The important thing is, any investors out there looking for something to invest in, it's a billion dollar idea. Safe snacks for museums. Um, anyway, so uh, King Miro <laughs> is hanging around Eternia, but then he decides to just go to the courtyard? For the palace, he just he's already since he's already talking to the docent in the museum. He says, like, "Hey, since you're here, find my son, okay. find my grandson Adam. I want to talk to him." And he's like, "Oh, okay." I kind of glossed over how we got from point A to point. He just he just assumed that that was going to happen. That somebody was going to find his grandson for him. So the proof is right there. He's obviously the king because uh, it's in the painting. So uh, the museum guy does what he says. I guess so. Well, he's like, I mean, he's like an old president or, you know, whatever. I mean, they, they still take care of him. I just think he's like any old person where he's like, fix my computer. Like, and he'll do it. Could you have him meet me in the courtyard? Of course, your highness. Of course. And so King Miro tells Adam that he wants to see his granddaughter. Yeah, because he's never seen her before. This is a relatively recent piece of news. Did he already? Baby. Did, did baby. He, he saw her as a baby. Oh, okay. Okay, yes. I was wondering he did how say he knew that. that she existed. Okay. Yeah, he's like, I, I haven't seen her since she was a baby. I wonder what she looks like now. Well, how do I look? Oh, absolutely awful. And there's a lot of quick cutting here. So we go to the Whispering Woods over in Etheria, and Adora is wearing a trooper helmet with little eye holes. And Madame Raz and Broom are enjoying this. Madame Raz is making some jokes about it. But it looks just like Madame Raz. It's the exact same thing. Where it's like a giant oversized hat with little eye holes. Well, we need to talk about the real detail of super importance here. Which is that Adora is getting information from her spies in the Whispering Woods. Her spies are birds. Literal birds. And she has to transform into She-Ra to get 
bird gossip uh-huh. <laughs> from a little uh, bird that like lights on her finger and and how does this bird sound when it's telling when it's telling the news it's 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 the imp voice but more grating and uh it was almost like the bird was like making fun of her or something like like i'm gonna talk like this it's gonna be hilarious <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was absurd she did, she did have the hair the bird did have the hairstyle for it for that voice. <laughs> yeah. It just, it seemed like it fit with that. It, the voice was cracking a lot. I guess that's the easiest way to describe it. Is that what you saw? Yes! Yes, it was! Yeah, and the the, the bird had like a ponytail on its tail okay. feathers. It was like a... So my little pony like bird. A little, it had like a mohawk and then a ponytail on the back, yeah. Yeah, it was like those, it was a My Little Pony bird. They actually made like a, a line in the early 90s that not whoever made My Little Ponies. I don't know. I don't know from toys. My Little Birds? My Little Birdies. But they were like called Birds of Paradise or something like oh. that. And they were colored like My Little Ponies and they clipped on your finger. I remember that. And they had long, beautiful bird tails. We'll hit all of them. We'll hit all of them. I had an orange one. It was beautiful. Did it, was it actually like real hair? Was I mean, the whole thing furry? It was, the whole thing wasn't furry. It had like a plastic body and then just oh, okay, like right. ponytail, beautiful hair, and then a little up top too. It was it was in many ways superior to My Little Pony. I'm just gonna say that hmm. it was like the second iteration on the theme, and I'm like it makes it makes beautiful sense on a bird. But anyway, that bird, this bird. And we don't get to see her talk to the animals that much. It's like some writers remember she can do that and others can't. And it always reminds me when I see it, I feel like She-Ra is not tapping into a huge power set she has. She could be doing like Beast Man type stuff if she wanted to. That's true. She could be commanding all kinds of horrible beasts to fight for the rebellion. Yeah. Well, she, she has to like zap them first or whatever. Doesn't she have to like connect with them first? I guess she has to touch them in some like, way maybe. Po- I mean, she could like, you know, collect them like Pokemon and then Yeah, that's them. true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some say Pokemon is cruel. <laughs> I don't know. The bird somehow knows the gossip that Horde Prime is sending an inspector. Like, mm-hmm. this is the news that all the birds know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the bird's got the word. He does have the word. <laughs> yeah, I just, it's really funny. I think they do reference spies in the series sometimes. But I think this is the only time we've ever, ever seen her actually talk to, like, a little bird spy. Cool. Oh, dearie my, then we should prepare a nice warm welcome for our visitor from Horde Prime. Well, sir, here we are. Etheria. And uh, meanwhile, here come Adam and Miro zooping through a portal, and they encounter some Horde Troopers. The Horde Troopers make them dance. With some lasers, <laughs> and they weren't into that. No. <laughs> so king. then King Miro goes, I'm a king, and they go, ha, 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 and then he throws a rocket, something. Yeah, the rock dumps some water on the troopers, which makes one of them fall down, and then King Miro and Adam run into the woods, and the troopers decide that they will track Adam and Miro, hoping that they will be led to the rebel camp. <laughs> and also for robot revenge. Yeah. Uh, then we zap to Horde Hall very quickly to get um, Hordak's take on what's happening here. Oh yeah, he's watching this through his view screen, and he's very displeased. 
cannons it, obviously. And Mantana comes and points out that Hordak has gone through a lot of view screens and that when the inspector gets here, he's not going to be very happy, which I thought was a good gag. Mm-hmm. You're always happy to see Mantana. And these are the Whispering Woods, which means we're almost there. Good. I can barely wait to see my granddaughter. Uh, and then we cut back over to Whispering Woods where uh, King Miro shows up to see his granddaughter and uh, she's excited but probably not but doesn't seem that surprised they like they get over it pretty quickly it was a a fond hug a brief fond hug oh it's so good to see you both i only wish we didn't have a problem on our hands well i have to feel like adora's got a little bitterness in there somewhere it's like you know i really i was with the horde for a long time and y'all didn't do nothing like Mm -hmm. nero's been standing there in that art gallery for like the past 15 years Mm-hmm. Not trying to find her or rescue her ever. He's like, I'm a king. It's not using any diplomatic skills to try to negotiate with the horde. No, no, he just doesn't care. He's straight up retired, so he's been on a Margaritaville cruise for like the past 15 years. <laughs> and the door is like, it's nice to see you, grandfather. But you know, he still has the wardrobe of a king which i think is funny like he's he's given up in his mind that he's going to be king but he's still into like the pantaloons look and the oversized robe and that sort of thing it's like once a king always a king king's clothes uh madam raz and broom show up and raz tells them that uh they saw the inspector arrive and the inspector shows up and like do, do we get to see his ship or anything he lands in a ship yeah, right yeah you yeah, see yeah. a little bit of it I don't know if you... Did you see the full ship? I don't remember seeing the full ship. No, it's not sticking in my head. I feel like we just see like a door opening or something. Yeah, you see him get out of it. Horde Inspector Darkney. So good to see you. Your excellence. Your powerfulness. Your... That's enough, Hordak. Save it for the Horde Prime. But uh, he's pretty sweet. I'd like... uh, We've seen him before, right? Yeah, Yeah. this is Inspector Darkney. Yeah. Okay. So this he, one has an yeah. eye patch. Is it the same? I don't think he had. I, I think he might not have had an eye patch later. I don't know. Maybe he had a good look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he had an eye patch in this one with like a with like the the helmet with the the fin in the middle. Yeah, yeah. He looks he looks sort of like a Spanish conquistador sort of thing, like with a metal cuirass, and he's real skinny, and he's got like a big chin, and he's got kind of like the cadaverous looking face with the bulging eyes and stuff he's, Big, he's pretty uh, good looking. long chin yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, did you say that so he's you know like keeps his chin up and his nose he's, up haughty supercilious yeah officious yeah. he wants to do uh an inspection of uh hordak's uh fright zone facility and so uh the first place hordak takes him is to a place he calls the slime room which was really fun, and if you were a kid, this is where you might have started paying attention for the first time in the episode. <laughs> Unless you were a girl. <laughs> Here we've assembled some of the creatures we may use in further conquering Etheria and subduing the rebels, bog waddlers, slime scrapers, swamp crawlers, howlers, creepers, and screamers. No, the slime room was great. And then also, I gotta say... I mean, I would have been impressed if I were the inspector, like on the tour of the slime room, because all these gross creatures come gurgling out of the uh, muck, being introduced as, you know, creations of horde scientists, which is wonderful. 
But Inspector Darkney is not impressed. He's got like organic ones and once he said they're artificial ones that they've made themselves. Yeah, this the, the snake one with that looked like Hordak with the beard. Yeah, he was That was uh, great. Yeah, he was saying they've got some He's really like this just... one's especially hideous. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was, was a funny. good <laughs> gag. I liked that a lot. <laughs> like that one. Disgusting, isn't it? <laughs> the inspector says uh, it's interesting but inefficient and he has a good plan to catch the rebels and he's going to tell him about it. Yes, meanwhile, we're also going to hear Adora's plan for, I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, she just wants to cause chaos within the Horde while the Inspector is there. Basically, their plan is to make Hordak look bad. Because they know that that's going to be the thing that's going to unsettle him more than anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, Darkney's idea, meanwhile, is to dome the Whispering Woods with a dome-making machine. <laughs> Convenient. And then uh, when the rebels are trapped inside the Whispering Woods, they will not be able to fight, I guess. He sucks the air out. No, I, I, I don't know. That's Eventually, not true. I guess he could do that. He was talking about yeah. how they can't penetrate the Whispering Woods, and so they'll just trap the rebels inside the Whispering Woods. Do you, do you think it'll be like one of those, like, um, you know, like terrariums or something like that? Eventually, like, there's like, there'll just be like moisture on the top. And it'll be like constantly raining inside the dome. <laughs> they have to get a Picostomus to like suck the side of it, which yeah. would be really cool, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it gets you all would... like it gets all that like green algae yeah. stuff on the side. Yeah, yeah. that's you good. Would love that. I would love that. What if you lived in a dome and you looked at that? It would just be thing. leech. He would just come up to the thing and be like, <laughs> I would enjoy that. <laughs> uh, a bunch of leeches that were good. That's funny. <laughs> have been effectively trapped within Whispering Woods. I don't think so, villain. This crystal dome will not hold us for long. And so here's where the action the action finally starts in the episode. But it's like unnecessary action or like completely untethered to any kind of drama. <laughs> like, uh, so when the dome goes up over the Whispering Woods... Hordak also releases his little attack bats inside, and uh, King Miro and Madame Raz fight them off with some uh, magic mirrors that Madame Raz makes that they reflect laser bolts with. Uh, and that doesn't really lead to anything or have any effect on the story. It's just happening. Nope. Yeah, it's just happening. And then meanwhile, He-Man and She-Ra do a double transformation, which is fun, but didn't happen because of any drama. They're just like, it's time. Yeah, they just did it. And the and and then they don't solve anything. They just decide to fix the situation, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> this whole the whole bit of action is very underwhelming because also King Miro keeps talking a big game, like he's real sassy. And he's like, "I'm here to help my grandchildren." Yes, I kept fight. thinking we were going to see like the significance of uh, the importance of King Miro. He's going like to have an impact. Have, yeah, like mag- magic or yeah, something like that. Or have, whatever. He needed to help resolve the story somehow, and he really doesn't. No, yeah. At one point, he he talks to Hordak from his side of the dome because they've been domed and. He's like, you know, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Yeah, like, I'm remember, in a dome. Yeah, you'll remember. You'll remember my name. Yeah, you'll remember my name. And he he quote unquote wants to fight, but then the next time we cut to him, it's like he's kneeling by a log. Yeah, he's hiding behind a log with Madame Raz. <laughs> that's about that's about the biggest fall you can make. 
He didn't get crushed by a pancake. That would have been humiliating. The only thing worse hanging out with the Twiggets. Did they say where Bo was in this episode? No. He was just nowhere to be found. Yeah, Yeah, he was totally MIA. They're like, we can't have anyone with charisma on the screen because King Mirror. Well, I guess uh, He-Man was already there, so they didn't want to like overload it, maybe. They couldn't find anything for him to do. They're just like, King Miro's really dragging us all down, <laughs> bumming us out. Well, that's probably, that's probably why there was such an unceremonious resolution of this, because he and she were like, we got to just like solve this so King Miro can go back home, right? Like, Grandpa's been here too long. He overstayed his welcome. we got to get him back home. <laughs> got to get him back to the museum. Yeah. So, so He-Man decides to loosen up the edges of the dome. And Dartney's like, is he just like loosening up the edges? And Arnie's like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> and then you can see He Man like, huh, huh, huh. And then uh, he loosens it up. So Shira's like, I'm just going to get on my horse and I'm just going to like uh, put my head up on the top of the dome and we'll just fly it off of uh, Whispering Woods. Yeah. And that's what happens. He just flies the dome away. He's like, yeah. no thanks. We prefer not to have this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'll just make another one. It's just lifted up like there was cupcakes underneath. <laughs> and lift. Lifting the dome. I don't believe it. I do. Oh, yeah, he was going to make another one. But yeah, he, he was going to make already, another one. Yeah. He, he man's already punching his machine at that yeah. point. He's yeah. like taking it, lifting up and snapping it <laughs> in uh, half. Yeah, it's ruined. He man found it. You can't yeah. have this anymore. He was just trying to use it. He wasn't even trying to punch I kinda it. I kind of wish that He man would have turned it on on them and like made the glass dome over them or something like they that. They got to get Miro know. back. No time and for And then that. like he would have picked it up and shook it and it would start snowing or something. Like a little like a little snow globe with I'm them sure in it. I'm sure they would have been a good game. Oh my this. god, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> that would have been so much better. A snow globe with an angry Hordak inside. And then tossed it. Would have been pretty I would fun. like a yeah, angry Hordak snow globe. That's funny with him with his oh, and toss it on the side. Up to up to uh Frost Horde Prime. Oh, Horde Prime. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then Horde Prime would have been like, yeah, he'd been super mad. Yeah. Took a turn. At Man, the that's so good. <laughs> that's so good. Unfortunately, that is not what happened yeah. in the episode. I think they just, I think Hordak and Darkney just scramble away, and then they uh, pack Miro up and take him back home. Uh, they just, uh, he, he and Adam just leave. Wait a minute. Did, 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 did you Miro feel ever, like, did, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but did, did you feel like... Um, when He-Man was lifting up the the glass dome machine, like his definition on his body was like over exaggerated or something. There was a lot of extra pencil marks. Yeah. Okay, all right, a lot all of right. Extra marks. I just I, I, I did notice that. I, I yeah. I, when I was watching, I was like, did he just get like more defined or just like yeah, like it like yeah, they made the lines darker or whatever, mm-hmm. just to show more, like he was crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah. I suggest you take your toy and go home. Did did Miro ever put together that Adam or Adora is He Man and She Ra? <laughs> he just took it for granted. I yeah, guess. like they showed up for a little yeah. while. Where was he when he when they was he just wondering where they were? He's like, oh, I'm glad <laughs> glad this got resolved. You, this this these warrior people came by. They could probably <laughs> right? help your cause. Well, he went with Madame Raz. Maybe that's why they showed him with Madame Raz. So, that so he doesn't put it together. Yeah, so he yeah. didn't see like, the main action. Like He thought he was the big hero. Yeah. He was like, did you see how I put that bucket on yeah, that? Yeah, he, he, did, he didn't mention that. Like, I mean, you might think two um, indestructible warriors came by and solved this, but it, that didn't happen. It was me. 
I lifted it. I blew it with my breath. I told them to turn it off, and they turned it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he probably did. That he he thought yeah. he was the one who can't wait telling about this at the museum. <laughs> that kid's gonna be so excited. So so I so yeah, he and Adam go back through the portal, and then Adora climbs onto Swiftwind, and they have a very odd exchange. Okay, well well before that, oh, you know, there's something that happens. Well, so, <laughs> so King Miro's parting words were that these had been the most exciting days he's ever had, okay. which is like for a king, you've lived a pretty boring life then. Like, yeah. what did you do when you were king? Like, it was that day they had cheese at the museum. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the museum a lot when I even when I was king. But he did say uh, um, he was, you know, proud to stand beside his granddaughter on that proud day. Did he say daughter? Why do I have that written like that? But, and he didn't. She wasn't there. I mean, it was Shiro. He he didn't even stand with Adora. Oh, yeah, was she not Adora at that point? Uh, uh-uh, she was Shiro. Oh, okay. So oh, really... oh, oh, you're right. By then, she was. Okay, ignore me, please. Proceed. Yeah, they say switch back. Okay, <laughs> yeah, got, they, it, they got it, got it, got it. I'm but on anyway, board now. They, 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 they went home. They went home. I'm just saying home. there was one redeeming nice thing where he did say that he was proud to like you know uh-huh. fight, meet and fight with her, and I'm like, that's very sweet, Grandpa. Okay. I appreciate. And he'll that. come back and fight that last battle with her. He <laughs> says, <laughs> "Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. I did like that. I thought yeah. that was nice. That was like the one part I was like, oh. So yeah, you're very helpful. Well, bring those mirrors. When the day of your great battle with Hordak comes, call for me." I wish to stand beside my granddaughter on that proud day. I promise. And then she gets on spirit. And that's when they have the weird exchange. Where he's like, do you want to fly? And she's like, she wants to gallop. And she said, she said, she said no, I'm afraid we'd catch my heart. And, and he said something like, it, something like, it's flying. She goes, my heart is it's soaring. soaring. It's, it's soaring. It's soaring. She had to say it again. And that was the part. That was when we're like, okay, you said it <laughs> one time. We don't have to repeat it for emphasis. It, so, it sounds like a kid playing with their, like their Barbie dolls. It was it's really funny. It's soaring. It's soaring. <laughs> it's boring. It's boring. <laughs> this episode, it was so boring. Um, Lookie comes out and says... Do your part for your family, because they're like the most important team in your life. And I'm like, looky, you've clearly never met my family, but okay. <laughs> he was in Eternia this time. Yes, he was. Pity he didn't stay there <laughs> and uh, trip over the jawbridge and fall into the bottomless pit <laughs> by, by Castle Grace. He's the only person to come back out of the pit. Something <laughs> threw him back up. Some beast threw him back up there. <laughs> the winds just blew him back up. They're like, nope. Oh, Not coming down you. here. <laughs> no, Loki. <laughs> uh, well, they, they, they say the most colorful animals are the most poisonous. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he's probably very poisonous. Yeah. Rainbow brightish. I yeah. believe it. He has, he has a poison personality. It's yeah. true. It is. It's very uh, repellent. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs> See you next time. Uh, ratings. Is it will? Is is it is your rating like, soaring? Is it soaring? I feel like. I feel like we keep we keep coming in first. I want to hear Scott's first. See if he oh, yeah, if he Scott. influences our scores. Let's see. I know what I'm thinking. I got a number in mind. Okay. I wonder if Scott will guess it. Um, I did. I did like a lot of aspects of the actual like 
little parts of it, especially with like Horde Prime and the the monster stuff and the the inspector mm-hmm. bureaucracy things. You know, that's pretty funny. Um, crossover episode that always brings it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I didn't um, I don't know if I can go into fours though because the storyline <laughs> was not wonderful. King Miro, I I kind of wish they had some kind of uh, I guess more lore to it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they could have just had a little bit better beginning with like the museum thing or something. I don't know, but I feel like they could have done the lore a little bit better. And I don't know if I was supposed to know about it because I don't remember it. Like, was I supposed to know about before him? Him before this? I- Oh, they had I that. Guess one, so. They had that one episode. Yeah. Know. Okay. All right. Yeah, but, but uh, so I would say three point seven stale museum crackers. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I think you hit you hit a, a a good point where all the set pieces were here. There was no reason this shouldn't have been a good episode because it was a crossover episode. Um, it had a lot of good lore stuff. Darkney's there. We got to see that slime pit room and stuff like that. But it was not uh, uh, a very good episode. King Miro was just there, and there was no reason for him to be in the story, and he didn't do anything or have any yeah, impact I mean, if, on if, the story. If you just took him out. Yeah, and he wasn't even... They, 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 well, I guess the only reason he was there is so that he could go see his granddaughter. Yes. And that was the only reason they had to but go they didn't, to... But he didn't help resolve the story at all. No, 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 yeah, but I mean, that, that was the reason He-Man had to go to... Etheria. Mm-hmm. That was the only reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they could have made up any other reason. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't have to be him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I really did. I did like that slime room. <laughs> uh, but I, I would agree. I don't think this is very, very good. I would, I'm would. i going to go pretty low. I'm going to go 1.5 stale Whoa. crackers. Well, Whoa. I was going to be 3.6. That was my number. Okay. So, I, you know, I guess I'm being kind. Okay. Why, that is very low. I did not think this was a good episode. No, I, it was pretty I, stinky. I, I enjoyed talking about it, but I I thought it was a pretty poor showing. Especially who, I, who who watched this the first time? I don't. I think I did actually. Did. I think I did. Did you rate it higher than that? I don't remember. <laughs> I remember King Miro was important. Let's go to the website. <laughs> I heard King Miro was important, so in my head I was like, oh, we should go back and visit this. Oh because, no, that's fine. But, yeah, I was just yeah. I I I thought all the aspects were there, like you said, yeah. like yeah. Well, like I said, you know. It's, it was there. It's good. It was a real stinker. <laughs> <laughs> but you still give it a... That's a 3.6. 3. I mean, 6. you know. Okay. I have a hard time going, like, super low. And, you know, the, the, again, the double transformation is always fun. I did like a little bit of the life in Horde Hall. We got some good Hordeck moments, and inclu- including the uh, bit where he summons Mantana and tries to make him tell him jokes. Because I like the idea of Mantana doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. Like, like, have you ever noticed Hordex always in a bad mood? <laughs> like, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I couldn't go very high. I, I, well, I feel also the gag about her having to transform just to talk to the bird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of silly. <laughs> but, and you're just like, I get it. But also, just let her talk to the bird because she's already <laughs> she Yeah. Yeah, so... Well, you were you were very harsh, but tough but fair. It's okay. We're allowed to be tough Look, but fair. I'm a Randor man. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> you have quite a family. Yes, we do. Well, that's our show for today. Next time, we'll review the He-Man episode, Song of Solis, in which a woman auditions for a turning an idol 
but Zodag doesn't hear a single. If you'd like to follow along with our show, you can find our episode guide at www.thewizardsnightshirt.com. If you have questions, comments, or bird sightings for us to discuss, you can email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and subscribe to the show on iTunes. We're also on Spotify. We want to thank you for listening, and please remember, always be nice to your museum docent, because they might have to deal with a crazy old king. That's me in the painting. We know! got to be a kung fu legend saying in there somewhere right i don't know I, I didn't watch the show no no i didn't either okay I, I i kept i kept thinking there was a promise of where kung fu what i imagine kung fu was when i was a kid and it, it was a very different show than i expected every time <laughs> yeah because it wasn't just like him solving mysteries or something <laughs> <laughs> I don't you're like wait i'm just watching murder she wrote <laughs> There's not a lot of kung fu in this. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the scripts were just repurposed murder she wrote. Like, cross out Angela. What was the character's name? I don't know. I'm sure there's some murder she wrote fans out there like, how dare you, ma'am? <laughs> They're not He-Man fans. <laughs> there might be some crossover there, though. A little bit. That's a crossover episode I want to see. Yeah. Did King... Miro or David Carradine or Angela Lansbury ever go to a museum in their show? <laughs> I'm sure there was a murder at the museum in some episode. There had to have been. There's, it's very Agatha that's, Christie-ish. That's a set piece you gotta use. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a good one. You could, you could use like an ancient artifact.